Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Grooves in the hole. Grooves in the hole. Oh, Alicia Carnivas is going to have to go something to better that music for next season, but uh, she's going to have to. It's such a rocking track. Evening, Alicia. Howdy, team. How are we? Very, very, very good. good. Um, before we get on to the Women's World Cup, which draws ever closer, uh, we'll start with the FA Women's Super League, which is uh, heading towards an exciting final day showdown after Chelsea beat Arsenal and Manchester United won the derby against City. But uh, with one game to go, it remains in Chelsea's hands. Yeah, absolutely. Great derby, by the way. The Manchester derby is really, really Depends on your point watch, of view, but... Alicia. <laughs> oh, look, I just like good, healthy competition, right? That's I just went, you know what, 91st minute winner. I'm not complaining. That was pretty cool. Um, but look, I, I'm going to say Chelsea have got it, right? They've got mm. one hand on it as it is. All they need is a win and a draw against bottom of the table Reading um, mm. on Saturday. So for me, uh, all all roads lead to Chelsea um, for for the league title and I guess fitting for them. They've had a really great season, obviously the FA Cup win as well. And look, I think deserve it, to be fair. And have we got our worry beads out this weekend uh, to hope that Sam Kerr doesn't get injured in a final club game before the Women's World right. Cup? Touch, touch wood. I mean, there's so much happening in that space with injuries. You just want to keep her as healthy as possible now with the countdown. Absolutely. And there was uh, some more success for Ellie Carpenter as well, uh, fresh off winning the, um, the, the the cup with Leon. They've now clinched the uh, the league title and she's been named yep. in the team of the season despite <laughs> missing half of it. I think she's only played a, f- a handful yeah. of games, hasn't she? I know. I, we sort of touched on it last week and we were all in a bit of, I think, disbelief. We were like, did this? Did Ellie just really make the team of the season? <laughs> Credit to her. There's She's, uh, I would say, the greatest right back in the game but not having played the season um i didn't think she'd be quite in the picture um for for that final team but congratulations to her and, and also to her team in leon just getting that final mm. uh, that title rather as well in france i think that's a great addition to her resume and confidence boosting as well coming into the world cup Jeez, you'd be pretty stiff if you're a right back playing in that competition all season and then Nelly comes in, plays <laughs> yeah. five games. There you go. You're in the team of the season. Hang on. Um, now, with our final okay. show of the season approaching, we thought it would be a good time, Alicia, to start previewing the group stages of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, we'll uh-huh. start with groups A, B and C. Now, group A, New Zealand, Norway, Philippines and Switzerland. Of course, we've got a bit of Aussie interest with Alan Stajic in charge of the Philippines and uh, New Zealand, one of the co-hosts, they're having a bit of a trouble build-up, but they should go through, shouldn't they? Look, I would love them to go through. I think it's really important in this tournament that our host nations do well, um, just for the the local, um, I guess, interests and as well just to grow the game in this region of the world as well. I think it's really important. Um, their, their biggest game to me is against Norway. It's that opening match at Eden Park. So um, I think for if you're in New Zealand or if you're familiar with New Zealand sport, 
Eden Park is sort of hallowed ground, right? So if they can rise up to the occasion um, in that opening match, it'd be fantastic. And I think get the country behind them as well would be awesome. And Group B is our Australia's group, of course. So we'll, I mean, we'll leave the Matildas as we, um, you know, we we talk about them enough on this show. What what do we what do you make of Canada? They're obviously Olympic current Olympic champions. Nigeria yeah. uh, and our first opponents, Ireland. Yeah, look, I think the Irish um, are a team that can really shake this group up. We played them abroad, um, I think, in the last 18 months. They actually beat us 2-1. And it's their first World Cup, right? So they're looking to prove that they belong as well as a football nation in the women's game especially. Um, I keep talking about it off the record, but Nigeria have a history uh, in, in the women's game and the men's game as well. You just can't write them off. They're such a powerhouse of African football Um, We talk a lot about Sam Kerr and we touched on Canada as well just then with Christine Sinclair being their leader in that regard. But uh, Oshawala, once she pulls on that green and white jersey, she's lethal up front. She's a Barcelona uh, striker as well and she's as as lethal, in my opinion, um, as Sam, just in a different league. So I think that's going to be a really uh, good matchup between Australia and Nigeria. And then, as you said, Canada, um, Olympic champs and with Christine Sinclair up front, I think they'll want to go as far as they can in the competition. So this group for me is super tight. Uh, it's anyone's top two, to be fair. And Ireland have got some good mm-hmm. players as well. Katie McCabe from uh, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Daniela Della Harp. I don't know if she's in the squad, but uh, she's Aussie, but she switched her allegiance to Ireland. Uh, group C containing Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia and Japan, who, of course, uh, won the Women's World Cup in 2011. Uh, I just wanted to ask you where the dispute is at at the moment between the Spanish Federation and those 15 players who've been out of the picture in recent months. Has, has that been resolved? Because, of course, Spain are theoretically one of the favourites if they've got all their players available. Yeah, and it's a funny little standoff, I think, at the moment um, in Spain and in and around the Federation there. Um, they've tried to keep as much mystery around that outcome as possible between players and coach. Uh, the coach, Vildo, has just stayed steadfast in his omission of, what was it, 15 players, mm-hmm. I think, at the time. And um, the team that he's actually selected, if we can call them the second-tier team of the Spanish women's uh, women's teams, uh, they're amazing. They've, I think they've gone through undefeated as well so far. So if we're looking at the depth He's probably thinking, well, I haven't lost too much. These girls are still performing. Um, But if we look at the depth of Spain and you actually bring those players back in, uh, players like Alexia Patelis, for example, Mm -hmm. um, that's scary, right? That's a very, very strong Spanish squad. So it'd be interesting to see what comes of that. I think their final selection is in June uh, for, for the World Cup. Brilliant. Uh, before we uh, leave the chat, Alicia, I noticed yesterday that uh, four bids have been presented to FIFA for the next Women's World Cup, which is in 2027. So there's a joint bid from Belgium, Netherlands and Germany. There's one from Brazil. There's one from South Africa. And there's another joint bid between the USA and Mexico. Where, where do you fancy its head? I mean, we had a Men's World Cup in South Africa in 2010. Taking the Women's World Cup to that continent would be terrific, wouldn't it? You know, I'm a little bit biased. I'm going to say take it to Africa. That's my, <laughs> that's your that's Mauritian heritage. Yes, that is. So, I, look, I was at the 2010 World Cup and it was amazing. It was a fantastic event. Um, it makes sense, though, the USA-Mexico bid after 2026 for the men. So they'll have the infrastructure, right? So it just makes a bit of sense uh, perhaps to keep it 
in that particular region. It hasn't been in the US uh, in a long, long time and bringing in Mexico as well is really interesting. But the other one that I like is Brazil. Mm. I'm going to put it out there. I think that'd be great to take it to South America as well. You just fancy a trip to Rio, don't you? <laughs> look, I'm looking for the for the passport, right? That's where, where I'm looking. Places I haven't been. But look, if I had to choose, I think it'd be great for South America and great for Africa if we could get that yep. Women's World Cup there next. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, before that, we got the big one here. Not too long to go. Uh, we'll look ahead to all the rest of the groups on our final show next week. Alicia, thanks so much. Uh, speak to you again. Same awesome, time, guys. same place next Thank week. You. See you, Alicia. That's Alicia Carnabas with the women's game. Another quick break coming up on the other side of it. We'll answer one or two of your texts.